0: Hi, I'm Ken Mingus. This is Mingus on Tech. And today we're having a special birthday edition. Sharon and Keith are here. Sharon's birthday is today. Yay! Happy birthday. Thanks. Thanks for coming by. Uh, the reason I wanted to have Sharon come down and talk to us is we're going to look at retail IT, what's going on in the retail industry and how they've suddenly discovered that technology might be a good thing to <laughs> stay afloat. <laughs> And we also want to talk about a uh, new World Economic Forum report yesterday that says that technology is going to eliminate 7 million jobs worldwide, and should we all fear for our lives. Uh, But let's get to the good news, or maybe less bad news first, and, and talk about retail IT. Um, Sharon, since you were just at the big show in New York, the uh, the National Federation of Retailers, mm-hmm. National Retail Federation?
1: National Retail Federation. All right,
0: the NRF, yeah. Um, there's a lot going on right now, it seems, uh, between retailers and technology and trying to figure out how to get customers in stores and get them buying. So, so what, what kinds of things are happening?
1: Well, it really sounds like... Retailers have figured out that it's no longer enough to have a website. It's no longer enough to sell things with e-commerce. That it needs to be one overall experience where you go online, you're researching, you're checking prices at different stores, you're checking reviews on Yelp. And then you go into the store to check it out but suddenly they want to know that you're in the store. They want to know... As
0: opposed to just some stranger who wandered in off the street exactly. and they have no idea what you might want to buy. Right. Okay. So
1: they know that, okay, Sharon just right. walked in the store and she's been researching TVs. Okay. So like someone that. will come up to me, say, are you interested in looking at the TVs we have? And then they'll go Which over and I they will can...
0: will say sounds vaguely creepy. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it,
2: but it's it's <laughs> a little... Well, it's, it's like a concierge, more, but I, man, I don't know if, I, if someone started approaching me saying... You mean a concierge? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, walking <laughs> in concierge. and going... Hello, sorry. Yeah. All right, we interrupted. Go yeah, ahead.
1: Go on, oh, no. And you're right. There's so a definite baby factor there. You walk in they're ready to
0: help you as soon as you walk in the You door. know,
1: they come right up, say, do you want to see the TVs? And then they'll show you the different features. And they know the things you've been curious about online. Yeah. They can talk to you about the reviews. They know who you are. But that also gives the store a lot of information about you. Because instead of just compiling information about what you're looking at online, suddenly they have information now about what you're looking at in the store.
0: Okay, so so they can track online and the, and the whole brick and mortar part right, of where you are, right. what because you're doing, what you're seeing. They
1: want to know about you and what you want and what you'll buy, and this will give them twice that information.
0: Isn't that really, I mean, when you think about it, the amount of information that people sort of give up now about shopping habits, things on Facebook, you know, personal habits, where you go, who you're with. The amount of information that's floating around out there, I can imagine, would be very powerful for a retailer if they can figure out before you even get there what you're likely to do, where you're likely to go. Um, I know that one of the one of the stories you wrote about involved Neiman Marcus, which seems to be like they, they're sort of leaping ahead of some of the other retailers and trying to figure out how to put together this seamless experience. So, so I mean, what kinds of what kinds of things that is Neiman Marcus doing that sets them
1: apart? Well, one thing they're doing is that. Well, let me start with retailers generally are known for not investing in R&D, not being really innovative, Okay, but Neiman Marcus is, and they have what they call their innovation or iLab department, which is a department of one full-time firm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you start it's small start. and you build it's from there, start. yeah, okay. Um, but he's actually pivotal in pulling in different people from the company, from say, marketing or finance or design, or head of the Northeast region, and getting them working on different projects together. Yeah, And they really want this whole seamless experience, and they're willing to work with virtual reality, with artificial intelligence. They want to pull in all this different technology just to make your shopping experience better.
0: Well, let me ask you this, though, all right. so.
1: And to keep you buying with new Well, and markets. to keep you buying, of course, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Is my Best Buy going away? I mean, I I like going to Best Buy and looking, but but I don't often go in, look at the TVs, and bring one home. So, I mean, but I don't want it to go anywhere. So what's going to happen to stores like that, the big box stores?
1: Well, one analyst was saying that by 2025, a lot of our stores will be showrooms. And they won't have a big inventory there. You're not going to pick out a pair of pants or a new... um,
0: Pair of shoes. Pair of shoes. For the mill. of, of the collection. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And walk out with them. That okay. you'll go in, you'll try something on, you'll decide which style you like, what color you like. And then someone will just, you know, put it in there. Uh, tablet, and yep. it will be shipped to you. Okay. So, so this is
0: the idea that at some point you might be able to go to the store, look at a product, and maybe even before you get home, your product is on the way to you or is being droned overhead to, to right. your house. Right.
2: Right. I mean, you know, Amazon with its prime has two-day delivery already, Right. and they and we all know that Amazon has been looking into the whole uh, drone drones. delivery for I same I still want to see drones
0: with my TV flying around. <laughs> <right. Because laughs> I <laughs> really I, I, do! That
2: doesn't I think you're gonna have you four for your, your them. TV. Them. <laughs> and them. Well, as long as <laughs> they don't As long as they don't drop it, as long as <laughs> someone doesn't shoot it out of the sky. Yeah. But I figured out that the, they're going to solve that problem with cameras on the on the drone. Actually, I saw yeah. a
0: story recently <laughs> that drones are becoming IOT aware, <laughs> so they will know where they are in the, in the air as they're delivering your goods.
1: Right, we're sidetracking a little bit. Okay, so, so my so house I'm, would right. then know so the drone was on the way, so
2: I could go out and meet it? It could, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would open
0: the door ready for the you. Show,
2: the, the showroom <laughs> aspect of it means that your employees also have to be more knowledgeable about the products that they're going to be recommending. Well, right. right. exactly, because right. your, instead, your, of, instead of just stocking, your store inventory.
1: associates are no longer going to be stocking the shelves. Yeah. They're going to be talking to you about what you want to buy and helping you buy it.
0: It's interesting, one of the Things that keith and i were talking about earlier is the is home depot for instance with the home depot app where you can now use the app to sort of find your way around the store. I mean, part of the fun of Home Depot is kind of discovering while you're lost looking for a screwdriver or a bracket for a shelf or whatever or asking other some things nice that you might want
1: or asking some
0: guy <laughs> where where you know the tools are. My
2: my biggest problem with Home Depot is is that I I have to spend 20 minutes don't trying to ask. find someone and I no. don't want to ask someone. I'm a guy. I don't you know, I just oh, I know. I I don't, I'm don't, a like a no. don't ask, for directions. I don't ask for directions, <laughs> which is why no. I have a GPS on my phone. Yeah. And so what I liked about this Home Depot app was I could type in to see if the, the the item that I was looking for was there before I even go to the store. And then the app actually tells you what aisle it's in and you know where it exactly is, and there's a map that shows you how to get there. But yeah. oh,
1: Will that cut down on the other extraneous buying I do while I'm wandering around it, it Home would, Depot looking yeah. for light bulbs? I'll think, oh, I need that. Or, oh, that looks good. I'll get that. I, I don't think Home Depot's strategy
2: is to not help you so that you buy 60 <laughs> To leave you things. lost in the labyrinth of <laughs> I, Home Depot so I you, do you will something to philosophy. get your way out of yeah. there, right? I think that you, know, you will still have your impulse buys and, and or you just realize, oh, yes, I need duct tape. And yeah. But if you're in the store and you don't know where the duct tape is... You don't have duct tape at home? I've got a lot of duct okay. tape, but yeah. I always <laughs> want more. I, you know, or Because <laughs> why?
0: There's a run on duct tape?
2: No, there's those duct tapes that now have patterns on them. If yeah. there's an kids, apocalypse, we need extra duct tape. We know where to go. I've got Batman duct tape. Okay. I've got frozen duct tape, you know, with the Anna and Elsa. Yeah. I mean, is it's, that it's real great. duct tape? It's real duct but tape. But we yeah. digress. But we digress. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if I'm in the store and I can't remember where the duct tape is, hit the boop, app it, and it's there. Know, and, and helps me to get there. I Again, d- I think impulse buys is a good point, mm-hmm. but I think you know the bigger issue for me is, do they have it? and you know where is it so that I can go and maybe not, I'm at
1: Home Depot too much because I seem to know where this stuff is.
0: Well the question I have then okay so to, to bring it back to the to the big to the big shoe. Did we
1: have a track? We did. We sort
0: of. <laughs> um, the question is so are retailers do they seem to be ready to embrace this and actually get serious about this other than Neiman Marcus with its party of one innovation. Um, you know, from what you could tell at the at, at the at the show, do our retailers paying attention? I mean, this is this is something that's that is actually coming. It's not right. just sort of pie in the sky.
1: Retailers talked a lot about this overall experience and melding uh, brick and click, mm-hmm. from Nike to Disney to Neiman Marcus, um, North Face. Everybody's I think talking. Under Armour
2: is in, a, in Under Armour, yeah. exactly. Okay.
1: They're all talking about what technology they need to to make a better experience, to get their store more information about the shopper and to make sure that the shopper comes to them instead of of some new startup niche that is online and high-tech from the very start. Because these big stores, these big retailers, have to switch around a lot of their infrastructure to be able to do this. Right. So they want to make sure that they're not going to be beaten out of the market by a startup that is doing this from the get-go.
0: Well, if you've got a store that's used to having a lot of stock on shelves, and suddenly they, they become basically a showroom, that's, that's a real change for them. You know, the stock really goes change. to the, wherever the warehouse is. But think is how whatever. much
1: less they could spend on retail. Because they don't need it. nearly as, much as big room. a footprint.
2: Who do you right. think would be the first major retailer to, to try to tackle this new showroom idea? If you had to put money down right now.
1: Well, I think Macy's has been experimenting with it a little bit in terms of going in and they'll ship things to you. Um, well,
0: and it does sound like Neiman Marcus is at the cutting edge say, here. Because you know. they were supposed to be rolling out some sort of test you know, store like this, I think, this month in Dallas. At their Dallas store. So even though you know we sort of joke about innovation, they are obviously
1: they are pushing ahead on it. right
0: right okay is good.
2: neiman marcus the one with the cookie recipe is that i good? don't think so <laughs> I, know, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> moving on
0: but i
1: know Talk what cookie recipe moving on <laughs> from, from retail
0: sales <laughs> to uh, i look forward to our uh, our future showrooms Um, The one other thing I wanted to talk about briefly was uh, you had written about a report that came out from the World Economic Forum talking about how technology and a variety of technology, artificial intelligence and data analytics and robotics and machine learning, 3D printing, all of that is sort of coming together in a way that it's going to streamline the way some jobs are done and could cost the global economy 7 million jobs, even as it's creating Mm -hmm. a couple million more in different areas. So there's going to be this big shift. Um, any sense as to what people should be looking out for to know whether or not machine learning or something is going to take over their jobs? Or
1: well, the report specifically said office jobs, managerial jobs okay. um, will be so it's automating things at that, risk. Okay, but there will be growth, according to the World Economic Forum, in jobs um, pertaining to engineering, mathematics or computer science.
0: Right, and data analytics is a big thing, data,
1: right? Data analysts will really be in growth.
0: Okay, I guess I better get back to data analytics.
1: <laughs> uh, back to school for me. You, well,
2: do you think that that is something that's gonna affect kind of us in that, in that Let's just well, say we're not techno- we millennials. Well, clearly technology. You know, it, 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 I would say millennials, and then the next generation is something. This is something that they need to look at in terms of what kind of job will I have if in, I was in, in school there or if
0: I was in my twenties yeah. or whatever. I would want to know a lot about data analytics.
1: Well, since I am in my twenties, yeah. exactly yes,
0: because it, well, with your birthday. <laughs> um, okay, so we should keep that in mind at Definitely. least in terms of where where the jobs are going. Right,
1: but it's not all doom and gloom. Right. The report also said that there would be about two million jobs created because of the new technology. And that a lot of jobs will change. Say, instead of having a, um, a meter reader go yep. to your house to see how much electricity or water, or whatever you've been using, uh, that we'd have sensors for that. And we wouldn't need the meter readers anymore, but we would need people to monitor the information coming in. We would need people at the companies creating these sensors.
0: Okay so, so basically jobs some shifting. jobs shift around it's not mm-hmm. so much there, there'll be some that are lost there'll be some that are gained and in any event technology continues to march on and we will all have to learn new skills well, in it's future, bad which is a if good you're a meter reader I guess. <laughs> if you're a meter reader but then you can transfer you know transform yourself into a, a uber, sensor reader or an uber driver the, before the robots then exactly start before, before jobs our robot overlords take us. okay on yeah. that note uh i'd like to thank sharon and keith for being with me today that's our look at technology that's a wrap